So welcome back to the Mature Movers podcast. Today we are talking to Suzanne Noble, a serial entrepreneur in the later living space. Suzanne runs various organizations supporting older adults, independence through social activities, business startup guidance and accommodation opportunities. In Suzanne's spare time, she sings dirty blues in jazz clubs. So Suzanne, it's lovely, lovely to meet you today. And thank you so much for coming on um, to, to chat to me and share your story. Um, so why are you so focused on helping older adults? And when did this all start? It all started five years ago, actually. It's, I was, I meet my uh, bunch of friends on a regular basis and I have a, a hot tub in my back garden. And it was while sitting in the hot tub in my back garden that we were discussing, it was a group of women, we were all between 40s to kind of around 65. And we were all discussing how when the media talks about older women, it's inevitably in derogatory tones. So it's always negative. So he's around sagging this and no sex that, and you know, we're all a bit useless and really what's the point of us being on the planet? And we didn't feel like that. And one of the group members, Amanda said, we should start something called advantages of age. And being a person that tends to just run with things, I thought, oh, that's not, that's quite a nice idea. I'll do that. So, so, I, so it was around Christmas of 2016. I went and set up a, um, I went and set up a website called Advantages of Age. And when they came back a few months later to sit in the hot tub again, I said, well, I've done that now. And they said, what have you done? I said, I've set up that website, you know, Advantages of Age. And they just looked at me like I was nuts. And, um, but one of the, one of the group, Rose, she had been a journalist and was in PR. And so she took over the role of editor. And we started enlisting lots of friends of ours to write articles on what it means for them to, to be older. And I started curating articles that I discovered in magazines and newspapers and just posting snippets of that on the site. And ultimately that grew into quite a significant size Facebook group. We've now got about nearly 4,000 members we got some arts council funding um, at the sort of instigation of a young man who said, oh, you could get some arts council funding for this. We sort of thought, well, I, I don't know for what exactly. But anyway, we came up with we came up with some activities and things that we thought would be interesting to people. And they were. And that really escalated the interest in what we were doing. Um, and then. I started getting involved more in helping people to start up businesses as a result of, again, a pilot program in 2017. And yeah, I mean, look, the more you surround yourself with lots of people in their 50s, if you're a problem solver like I am, the more you find lots of problems and the more you want to solve them. So I just kind of ended up immersing myself in this age group, really completely by accident. And as a result, that's that's what I do now. Yeah. Brilliant. So if you were to describe what advantages of age is within, I don't know, 10 words, how would you describe it? I like to say that our mission is to help people over 50 manifest the life that they desire in whatever shape or form that happens to be. 
So if people want to go and they want to move to a foreign country and just start again, then we should support them to do that. And we have had people write about those experiences. And for some people, it's about they've lost their jobs and they're wondering what to do next. And we might be helping to support them into self-employment or some other form of employment. Um, and for some people, it's really just about so social connection. They just want to meet other people and hang out at, and, you know, just get to know people because sometimes it can be quite lonely, um, especially if you perhaps have moved somewhere new and you don't know people. So we facilitate that through having parties and other types of activities that people can just meet and get to know each other. Lovely. And so through those activities and those parties and those social get togethers, you're having those conversations that are kind of stimulating ambition and and kind of opening up that opportunity to talk about people's kind of deeper dreams and and things that probably they don't talk about very often or at all to anybody else yeah completely I mean we definitely have people within startup school that have been thinking about an idea that they've kept on the shelf for years and maybe they've just bored their family and friends to death talking about it until the point where people have just gone why don't you just do it but there's that fear factor about failure and what we enable them to do is to to as you said to to talk about those dreams and ambitions and to be supported by other people who have similar dreams and ambitions and and collectively they go I can discuss this I can talk about this and and actually move the thing forward absolutely i love that so is startup school different or separate from um, Advantages of Age? Um, Advantages of Age is the name of the company and Startup School is the program that we deliver through the company. Um, But Advantages of Age has many different facets and some of them are more related to lifestyle or the Facebook group and some of them are related to Startup School and around employment. Um, So yeah, it's um, Advantages of Age is the umbrella organization, if you like, and Startup School is one section of it. So I would guess that we would kind of describe you, Suzanne, as a problem solver for a variety of aging topics and, and common issues that you find within mid to later life when it comes to those things. Um, it's interesting because I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I see your name pop up on lots of different parts of because we're in the, we're we're in the same circles, and I'll be like, oh, I see, I've seen that name before, I've seen that name before, and um, and it is it's it's lovely to hear that somebody is actually focusing on a lot of other things, and and advantages of age is a social enterprise, so you're 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 kind of giving back to that community, and you're you're offering, um that support that people need that they might not necessarily get if they don't live in a retirement village or that they don't have that external support by a local charity or local council so that's that's wonderful and I guess that's also because it's based online is it um open to kind of everyone across the UK because it's not free it's not um limited to region is it no not at all and in fact because it it because Facebook became a very um strong part of what of 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 reaching out to people. Facebook itself markets us to people all over the place. So we get get people from like Utah who just 
kind of rock up and find us quite curious and fascinating, you know, and, and we find them quite fascinating as well. But, you know, I've met people from all, from all over the, all over the world, really. And I've made friends with people in New York who have come to London to visit and we've all met up and we did host an activity in New York years ago, which was our, we did this thing called the fabulous employment boy and bus tour, which was where we all got dressed up in colorful clothes. And we just got on this double decker bus we hired and we drove around London and we used the streets of London as our catwalk, just to show that, you know, older people can be out there. They're, they're not necessarily as invisible as you think we are as, or the media likes to think we are. And um, we did a similar activity in New York on the subway. And it wasn't, it was, you know, like, it wasn't like hundreds of people turned up, but you know, there were sort of like 10 people, which was great. And we just all met each other and we're still, we're just still in contact and friendly. So yeah, it's, it's become quite international, but I would say predominantly people live in the UK. Predominantly. Okay. And is that because you're based in the UK? Yeah. 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 So because you- a lot of the topics that we discuss, especially around culture and get togethers tend to take place in the UK. And despite my trying to encourage members to host activities themselves, advantages of age activities themselves, they haven't. Okay. <laughs> You're the doer. You're the doer. Maybe one day, maybe one day, Suzanne. Yeah. It'll happen. Up. It'll happen one day. It will yeah. happen. I'm determined it will happen. Just have to figure out. Yeah. Absolutely. So it sounds to me that advantages of advantages of age are is kind of covering that social isolation. Um and it, and there's a really kind of understood that concept of social isolation and is working against that. So how do you think that? you and the people that you work with and the people that are involved are what do you what do you find the most beneficial aspect of um tackling socialized social isolation through advantages of age i suppose one of the key things that i've recognized through working in the aging space is that there's a lot of emphasis on the word loneliness and isolation kind of two very negative words and i'm very much um, of the opinion that what we don't want to do is we don't want people to feel crap about themselves. Um, and it's much more beneficial to talk about making connections, social connections, encouraging possibilities, rather than using all those negative words that tend to get associated with age. Um, because let's face it, people of all ages can be isolated and they can be lonely. Like it's not, it's not just older people. We've got a problem in every generation of people feeling, especially because of social media, that they, that, you know, maybe they're, they're quite alone. So I think, you know, what we do is try and a facilitate conversations that get people excited and stimulated and, and feeling like they, they can get involved B, not putting anybody up on a pedestal. I think another thing that happens in the older group is that we tend to try and 
only see role models, which are people that have like run a marathon or they're still weightlifting or they're, you know, they're doing incredible things. And that's great. And we love older people doing incredible things. But let's face it, most of us are just normal people and we just do normal stuff. And if we're lucky, we go to the gym three times a week. So I think it's about recognizing that actually, no matter what you're doing, it's okay. You know, there's no like, there's no golden rule for getting older. If you want to just sit around all day long and just like chat crap to people on Facebook, that's fine. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's okay. It's fine. But I think as much as possible, we try to encourage conversation because that's the, that's the main thing for people yes. is, is in recognizing that no matter we have some, you know, we have some quite deep discussions about fear of death, about what our funerals might look like, about, you know, whether or not we're in favor of, of artificial fillers in our faces or going gray or, you know, being able or not being able to retire. Um, and people do get very animated and they have a lot to say. And I think it's about realizing this is a place where it's okay. We try to encourage everyone to just say what they want. And generally, because Rose moderates the Facebook group and she's also, she's really, really good at it. Generally, we find that people feel pretty um, liberated in terms of what they're able to talk about, you know, without fear of being shut down, which can so often happen, um, especially when you're an online community. You know? So, yeah, so with these conversations, I'm I'm assuming that they're text-based conversations, or do you do live or phone calls or anything like that? We have in the past done um, we have in the past done streamed conversations from the hot tub, which was quite fun. Love that. <laughs> which we'd like to do again, where we just get together four people here and we just talk about a specific topic. Maybe we've got an expert, maybe we've got somebody who's got more of an amateur appreciation or something. And we all just get together and talk. And we haven't had done those for a while, but those were really fun and people really enjoyed them. And we used to get thousands of views, um, as you can appreciate, lots of old people sitting in a hot tub chatting stuff um well, that's what you could call it podcast or something like podcast in my hot tub and then you we, just get loads of people to <laughs> we thought of, you, you know what the water is a problem oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a way way around that there's absolutely you can't really no wear radio mics and stuff in the water so but yeah probably we will sort something you know we have thought about it though and thought actually we should bring them back because people love them and they were fun um, so we've done that. Mark and I, my colleague at Startup School, we do, we host a, a weekly Zoom event during Startup School where people get together and they share what's going on with their business. And then we have an alumni call once a month. Um, and on the social side, we did a bit of a, we did a little picnic on the weekend. We tried to, we tried to organize more ad hoc events now because we don't have an events manager that we're looking for. So we, we just try and do things that are kind of easy for us to facilitate. Mm, so Mature Movers um, was kind of born off the premise that um, during lockdown, I so my speciality is uh, movement and exercise, and that's kind of my background. But where I was helping people during the lockdown period was the conversations that we were having during these sessions. Yeah. And then I realized, actually, I think the 
benefits of these sessions okay yeah you've got the fact that they're moving and people are staying mobile and and they're, they're focusing on their physical health but the best the the most powerful advantage of these sessions are the fact that we're having conversations about people's lives and that's what people say they say i can't have these conversations with my family or friends because mm. they everybody knows each other whereas when you have strangers on facebook or people you don't know but they're going through similar things they can really relate to that and and i i i can definitely see and lockdown and the pandemic has really kind of brought that to my attention is the power of talking and just having those conversations so i mean you're way ahead of the game aren't you because you've you guys recognized that years and years ago and you've just kind of grown and and really understood what people need to talk about um so where do you see advantages of age going in the future? Uh, we've got um, a small membership scheme that we came up with a few years ago to just get people to support us and some of our running costs. And we think there's definitely opportunities there that we're working on. Um, Startup School is getting interest from other countries in us delivering for them in other countries. So we're having a few conversations with other countries in Europe and potentially Australia as well about that. Um, on the social side of things, we've been thinking about, yeah, just again, how we can do more events, but try and get somebody to support us with that and help us with that. It's always one of the, you know, one of the bigger challenges of working with people over 50 is everybody's got busy and complex lives. So it's been hard to manage um, volunteers and other people that want to help us because inevitably they're, they're only there on a temporary basis. So trying to build out our own internal capacity as an organization by hiring more people that can actually have some responsibility and get paid would be, is useful. So yeah, I mean, we've been in discussion with funders about just capacity building and yeah, and we're looking at maybe, maybe setting up something on Patreon to help us in that way. And yeah, there's lots of ideas in the pipeline. It's just, yeah how many hours in the day. There's other educational things that people are seeking that we think we could support them with. But yeah, I mean, Startup School is growing all the time and we've just been recommissioned by two local authorities. So we're so we're feeling confident that that side of the business is there's a requirement and we've now got a product that we can we can sell. So yeah, brilliant. Good. Yeah, and then grow and then it guess the ultimate goal is to help more people and and really kind of gives them the resources materials and opportunities to to go and develop those dreams and ambitions to actually action them out <laughs> fantastic so explain nestful yeah so nestful was another thing that kind of sprung a little bit out of advantages of age and my own life experience where i having been an airbnb host for a number of years started to feel more like a, a housekeeper than a homemaker and um, changing sheets all the time, you know, cleaning the bathroom, all that. And so I decided to, well, kind of somebody came along who was looking for a more long-term solution and he was a friend of a friend and he was my age. And I just kind of jumped in it and said, yeah, why don't you move in with me? I've got this spare room. And so he did. 
after, you know, we didn't even know each other and he just moved in. And then I realized, oh, okay, now I'm sort of like living like a student in my fifties. This is interesting. And my partner was also going through a transition in his life circumstances where he wanted to move into town and he didn't have the financial resources to be able to rent on his own. So I started helping him to look for a shared place. And I realized actually when you're looking for a place to share, mainly because of financial circumstances, it's really hard if you're not a student. the websites like Spare Room and stuff aren't really set up for older people. And that what people are looking for is slightly different. They might be looking for a more long, you know, they're not, this might not be transitional housing. This might be something that you're planning on living in for quite a significant period of time. Then sort of companionship issues come into play, all sorts of things. So anyway, I decided, okay, maybe I should set up a business to look at supporting more people to be able to share when they're older. And I met a guy through a friend who, who was up North and working on a student sharing platform who was really interested in this age group. And so we got together and we joined a online startup school called Y Combinator in the States, like a free startup school, anybody can join. And we went on that program and we launched as silver sharers in week six of that program. And I got some publicity in the standard and the guardian and things started really taking off. And then we got some investment um, and started really digging into the problem that we were solving and whether what we'd created was good enough or what, you know, how it could be improved. And we realized that silver was a kind of controversial word amongst older people. They didn't necessarily want to see themselves as silver, especially if they were 50 and they hadn't yet gone gray. So they were sort of a bit, eh, I don't like that name. So we changed to Nestful during the pandemic. And yeah, we are, that's what we do now. We help older people to find people to share with who we recognize could actually be any age because one of the things that came out of the research was that actually age when you're older, you're just looking more for somebody you're going to like. It's not actually, it doesn't really matter if they're 25 or 55. It's just, are you going to get along with them? Yeah. And I, I know, I mean, I'm in my twenties and I know that I'd probably (laughs) prefer to live with somebody 50 plus. So (laughs) just because I I think there's more conversation and I love that intergenerational opportunity there um, to, to learn from other people. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that the research that you did didn't like, well, suggested that people didn't like the word silver. So that's really, I find that really interesting because there are a lot of businesses in this age group with the, that use the word silver. You've got like silver surfers, um, lots of fitness um, brands. I'm not going to mention any, but lots of fitness brands that use the word silver in their name. Um And I've always personally thought it's a bit strange because, so I'm quite grey and I know it's hard to believe, but I don't know if you you can tell on the video, but my, my dad is half grey and I I say this in all my podcasts, I think my dad is grey at half grey at 19. So genetically, yeah. So genetically I've always known that I'm going to be quite grey quite early on, which I'm absolutely fine about, but 
those people that are using the word silver aren't targeting me. So for me personally, it's never sat very well, um, yeah. which is really interesting. And yeah. I think that, that that kind of brings into a whole other conversation around um, word discrimination and stereotypes, um, which is something yeah. you probably come across a lot. And you've got that access to those people who can have those conversations about, actually, I don't like that word or... yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, there's so many words related to age that people really get triggered by. Silver is one of them. People don't like the word old very much. You know, they just don't. But then that just sort of says that, well, if you don't like the word old, then, and you just want to continually, you know, people go, oh, you don't look that old oh, I thought you were much younger, you know? So there's always that stuff that goes on with one. It's if one is better than the other, right? It's that um, comparison, isn't it? You know, so young is good and old is not good. That's basically what it is. And silver is not good. Um, gray, not good. You know, all of that kind of stuff. It's all in the, it's yeah. all in the park that in the, in the negative negative space. space. Um, but I, I mean, some of the things that we talk about kind of jokingly, but not that jokingly, especially as women, it's just like, should we just reclaim some of the other words that, that are really derogatory, like hag. <laughs> We've got an Etsy shop that doesn't get any sales probably because it's a bit too controversial, but it, <laughs> We've got one that I'm, I keep saying, I'm going to buy this t-shirt because I got some young person. I, I, we came up with all sorts of words that we should reclaim. And I got a young person to just design t-shirts with them. And one, it says Haggitude. I, <laughs> I thought that was quite fun. And another one says, reclaim the crone. <laughs> love it. Love it. And then there's other ones that are just, yeah, I just think all of those words we just need to think about. Can we take them back and give them some positive, can we just meaning. Like positive meaning? Yeah. People get really, yeah, they get. I know. Once I was in a meeting and I was, I was trying to explain what Mature Movers does. And I think I said older adults. And I think they miss, one of the ladies misheard me and she got really upset about it. And she was like, that, that cat, she, I think she was in her 50s. And I'm actually talking about people in their 70s, 80s and 90s when I when I say older people or older adults. And she got really upset with me and I kind of said, I didn't actually say that. <laughs> um, and I just thought, wow, it's um, it's really interesting to see how offended you were by the fact that I used that that those terminology because yeah. I'm I am really careful about what I use and how I say it because I know that people don't like for me older adults isn't um a, a rude or negative way of saying that um I feel like with the word elderly because of the way it's been used in the past yeah. and that me, that whole media thing that you said like elderly people this elderly people that that seniors. has a yeah seniors has a lot of negative connotations around which which make even make me feel like uncomfortable and I like get a sweat when I'm talking to somebody and or <laughs> I'm in a conversation with me somebody who's maybe in their 30s 40s and then and they're using like really negative words or saying negative things and I'm like 
oh god how do I how do I approach this because I'm so anti-age um like I'm so pro-aging that's yeah. how we should but let's be more positive pro-aging <laughs> and I really want to like help tackle this discri- the discriminatory language that's used especially on social media because yeah. this is a space that I'm in um so that's that's interesting I, I'd love to read that read some more research on silver because that's not one that's I've come across before yeah well seniors I mean people when I say it's startups go for seniors they say oh I don't know about the seniors thing and I said look you know we it's partly in jest right um so you just have to live with it okay (laughs) started school for over 50s just didn't work let's face it just sounds better so let's just let's just live with it shall we but honestly there's so many trigger words for for older people and even the word older people I mean you know I'm 60 and I just think okay I've been look I've been on this planet 60 years and that's a significant period of time and I've done a lot of things like you know when my kids who are in their 20s reflect on my life which occasionally they do they're like you know you you've already had like four lives you've you know <laughs> I've been a tv producer I produced a sex education video I ran a PR agency I sing blah 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 blah, blah. and they're just you know could you just not chill just chill <laughs> you fully you fully embrace life Suzanne by the sounds of it well I just get bored easily yeah. so I tackle something I I have a goal you know I set myself goals and then when I reach them I'm like oh that's good let's move on now let's you know we can move on now but yeah. and, and that's probably what you're doing with advantages of age is you're kind of helping to teach that mindset of you don't have to get to 50 and that's it or you don't have to retire at 65 and sit around or sit watching tv but in the back of your brain really wants to go and travel the world yeah I think that's so important and for me I was I was listening to um, a, an entrepreneur talk uh, on the high performance podcast and she was saying I want to work till I'm 99 and that was to me was really interesting because I'm like, wow, a lot of people don't want to do that. You must like really love what you do. And I absolutely love, love, love what I do, but I don't want to work till I'm 99. I want to touch with, have the financial ability to travel the world and go to lots of different countries and do things that people don't really usually do. Um, So yeah, I think there's a lot to talk about. And it's really interesting that you've kind of shared that stuff about you and, and how you've, kind of you live what you preach you're not hypocrite at all you're you're doing what you're telling people well you're not telling anyone what to do you're just (laughs) encouraging (laughs) no I mean I did say to people I'm going to move I posted in in the advantages page group I said right I booked my flight I'm moving to the Canaries for three months in December I've been talking about it for ages I hate the winter in the UK I've got a cheap flight 28 quid to Las Palmas I found a two bedroom flat. It's got Wi-Fi. I'm going. And if anybody else wants to come, I'm going to be there. (laughs) Somebody, somebody, a friend of mine wrote to me a few weeks later and she's like, I've got some friends and family or whatever in Las Palmas. I've just booked for the whole month of December. I'll see you there. And then somebody else wrote, you've inspired me. I wanted to do this kind of digital nomad thing. I'm going to come for the whole month of January. I booked it. So (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and a bunch of other people, I'm like, look, I'm there. I'm there. I'm just putting it out there. I am going to be there if you want to come. But like you, I just want to travel the world. Honestly, that's, and so for me, one of the things I said I wanted to do was I wanted to jokingly travel the world like a Victorian, meaning I wanted to just rock, you know, like they used to do Europe. The Victorians used to do Europe. So they used to rock up in a place, settle down for as long as they wanted, go, oh, I'm a bit bored now. You know, should we go to Marrakesh? Blah, blah, blah. Pick up, go to Marrakesh, stay there for a month or two. And, and I thought that's what I want to do. I just want to get to the point where I can go anywhere I want for as long as I want. And I want my job to be able to enable me to do that. And startup school is online first. And there's a reason for that. And Nestful is an online platform. And there's a reason for that, which is I just don't want to be able to be fixed to one place. And, you know, one of the great opportunities we all have now, if we can manifest our lives so that it's all online, is we can just be where we want want to be so yeah I'm doing my I'm doing my canaries it's my first this is my first kind of you know can I do this can I just go can I do this it's it's very brave because it's something that I've wanted to do and just kind of I'm in an awkward position at the moment where I'm trying to buy a house and at the same time I'm like but all I want to do is (laughs) book a one one way ticket to another country and just like live there and do something um because yeah. when I when I was younger during my my breaks um like whether it was at university during the summer holidays there or in between school mm-hmm. I would work abroad so I've worked in Texas Italy um Croatia and I absolutely loved it but I was always working for somebody in those yeah. environments so you don't have the kind of travel flexibility that yeah. you kind of want Whereas now I'm in a position to say, actually, I can travel with my job um, and I would like to do that. So I'm hoping that in the next three years, I can be in a position to do exactly what you've done and be like, okay, I'm going to copy and be live that (laughs) Suzanne lifestyle and (laughs) go and and live in another country three months. Why not? yeah, Yeah, why not? Why not? I think we all should be able to do that if we want to. If we want to, that's the key, key thing, right? You know, not everybody wants to. So. No, that's true. That is true. Okay, well, thank you so much, Suzanne. Um, and thank, thank, you. You, thank you so much for sharing your story and your ambitions and advantages of age um, and all the wonderful work that you're, you're doing. Um, so you. speak soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.